Welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. And today we have a very special guest. Um, so first we want to introduce our, our guest, Melissa, who likes to go by Mel. And she is the founder and CEO of Stimulate, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've probably heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a proud Latina, Navy veteran, and a dog mom. She's also an avid reader of Steamy Romance. Um, she says, the more the books make my thighs clench, the better, which like, obviously we appreciate that. We had like a whole smut episode on this podcast. So mm-hmm. we feel that here. Um, so at Stimulate, Melissa and her team want to empower discourse around sexuality and self-love while also providing a new way for authors to have their work showcased. So we're so excited to have you here. We're going to discuss all things Stimulate and all things Stimulate Con as well, which again, um, if you've heard of that happens in August. So we're so excited to chat all things Stimulate today. Thank Welcome you for Melissa. having me. Yay, yeah, <laughs> this thanks. is exciting. I love your energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Before we dive in, we have like a little tradition on the pod where we say our current reads and our current drinks. So Melissa, as our guest of honor, what are you, what are you reading right now? And, and if you're drinking anything fun, what are you drinking? So I'm reading two books. Um, mm-hmm. I am reading an arc of uh, Katie Roberts' Hunt on Dark Waters. And Ooh. then I'm listening to... What am I listening to? Um, All the Right Notes by Dominic Lim that just came out this month. Um, and what am I drinking? I'm drinking a Bud Light Michelada, which Love. it's like a Bloody Mary, but with beer and stuff. Oh. Amazing. So, it's delicious. If you're ever hungover, this is like <laughs> the, perfect. the perfect like hair of the dog. <laughs> I'm not hungover, but <laughs> awesome. I am very slowly reading Fourth Wing still. Uh, Kayla was rolling her eyes at me. It's been like two she's and a half liar, days. but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's here's okay. the thing. I have gotten very into Vanderpump Rules as a result of this scandal that has broken on TikTok. I am obsessed with it right now. I've just been watching it nonstop. They're all such horrible, horrendous, toxic people. (laughs) And the show is absolutely bonkers. So I've been doing a lot of that, um, which is why I'm taking so long to get through Fourth Wing. But I will get get there soon. We'll get to it in a couple months, guys. It's fine. It'll be a couple of days (laughs) at the rate that I'm consuming Vanderpump Rules. Like, I just finished season two. I started this, like, three days. Anyways. Anyways. We were just watching, like, episode three of season one. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I just also want to be clear, in a previous episode, she said that she was reading Fourth Wing, and that, so that's still true in this episode. I just want to point that out. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. And that was like, what, three weeks ago? Anyway. You know what? I'm on summer vacation <laughs> right now. I'm on summer vacation right now. I am just trying to like... Okay, uh, fair, 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 fair. Anyways, valid. Kayla Ann, what are you reading? Um, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, what I'm are you drinking? drinking? Uh, lemon salts, or lemon water. Shocker. water. Shocker. Um, so I'm currently, I'm not eyeball reading anything right now, which I haven't like picked up an actual book or my Kindle in like, this is going to sound totally ridiculous to somebody who's not a big book person, but in like a week, which is a long time for me. So I know, see, she, Melissa gets it. Um, but, um, for audio, I'm reading Crimson River by Debbie Perry about halfway through. So that's currently what I'm reading. Oh, and drinking also a shocker, Coke Zero, my, my vice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll go. I am drinking nothing. 
for the first time ever on this podcast. I know, crazy. Um, and then reading wise, I'm reading two books. I started um, A Caribbean Heiress in Paris, which I've been wanting to read for like a long time. It's because the second uh-huh. one just is about to come out and it would have, it will be it out by out. the time this, uh, yeah, okay. So then I knew it was soon. We saw it in Barnes and Noble early and we went on her Instagram and she said, oh, a week left. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time this episode comes out, it will have been out. And I know that's sapphic, it's historical. So I was like, I want to read that. Um, and the first one has been on my radar for a very long time. So I got it on Libby. Um, so far, so good. I'm usually not a big like historical person whatsoever. But I Who's that by, Kendra? Um, Adriana Herrera. Okay. Yeah, um, she has like a whole like she she has a lot of books. <laughs> she has like some sapphic romances, um, gay romances. Like she has a lot. Um, so and so far, like this is my first book of hers, I think, and I'm having a great time. Um, so that's what I'm reading with my eyes, and then listening to a book called Divine Rivals that Kayla recommended to me, but uh, she is not getting any updates on it because I. I'm very petty. So Melissa, petty if, you don't, yeah. if you don't know, <laughs> earlier this year, um, I I read the Fallen Men series by Gianna Darling, and I was like, oh my god, Kayla, like I would just love to know, like if you ever want to read it, like give me your thoughts. Um, we were pretty sure she was going to hate it. Like we knew that. Yeah. But we just wanted to like see her thoughts. So she goes behind my back and reads <laughs> Welcome to the Dark Side without telling me, and I've held on to that. Um, ever since. So I'm like, you know what? I'll take one of her favorite books. I'll tell her that I'm reading it, but I won't give her any thoughts, any updates, nothing. Um, to <laughs> not just has to sit with the consequences of her actions. Um, <laughs> and it's killing her, I can tell. Oh, well. Yeah. So yeah, nothing. Can we talk about novels. Fourth Wing for a minute? Like, is the yeah. hype real? Kayla loves um, it. I mean, listen, this is what I always say to people. Listen, um, uh, if you go in expecting a literary masterpiece, you'll probably be disappointed. Never. Don't expect that. Just Never. expect like a fun time. Like I've had a, I had such a fun time reading it. Um, okay. So, and I don't know if you like fantasy that much, but um, okay. But I also tell people like, if you are wanting to get into fantasy, I think this is a perfect gateway for people to get into fantasy. And it is pretty spicy. Like for, um, a fantasy book so I I just had such a good time reading it like it's not gonna win the Nobel Peace Prize for writing <laughs> but it will win the Nobel Peace Prize for the vibes you know oh so, I like that yeah. okay yeah okay I can get behind that yeah I'm definitely having fun so far I think once I hit about the 25% mark I have a feeling I won't be able to put it down I've been stuck in that first 15 for a yeah. couple of weeks I also I'm a teacher and so just like the end of the school year has just really clogged me down but um it's 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 fun so far I haven't seen a book blow up like this in a hot minute yeah and my thing with fantasy romance is that like once I get going there's no stopping me like mm-hmm. so I'm kind of glad that there's only one book because otherwise um like it would consume your life see you later like <laughs> yeah. it's my whole personality I like won't do anything else so I try to tread carefully with what I start fantasy wise because I know I'm going to go into a deep hole and like, I need to get shit done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I have a job. <laughs> yeah. It's so disappointing. Truly. Uh, have you read uh, Belladonna? I haven't. That's a really good one that we all that has really two enjoyed. books, right? That it's going to be a trilogy. Eventually okay. there's only one out right now though. Okay. It's so good on audio. If you do read it, we highly recommend the audio. 
Okay. Yes, definitely. Amazing. Well, now that we're all caught up on what we're reading and what we're drinking, obviously we're here to talk about Mel and Steamy Lit. So in your own words, Melissa, can you just like tell us or the listeners, we know what Steamy Lit is, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about Steamy Lit? Sure. Um, Steamy Lit is a it's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> originally, we started as an online romance bookstore, um, which primarily we uh, focused on subscription services, book subscription services, in where essentially we paired romance books with vibrators. And um, our mission behind that was just to, like, the stigmatized sexuality and pleasure, mm-hmm. um, em- embracing our sexuality, and also just creating a new platform to amplify the work of authors part of marginalized communities or identities um and since then it's kind of evolved into this kind of like web of different things um which i'm really proud of and i'm really excited of where it's going um but yeah that's steamy lit and a gist so customers can choose from like quarterly semi-annual or one-time only purchases is that correct yes they can also do an annual an annual okay cool 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 and is it always romance novels it's always romance. Um, and then we, you can also pick like, if you want to vibe, if you don't want to vibe, if you just want the book only, um, you know, I understand that like not everyone wants a vibrator collection and that's totally fine. Um, so you have different options and we're in the middle of kind of switching to a different system that lets people be a little bit more interactive with their subscription. Like if they want to switch out different things. So yeah. I also just saw on TikTok that you guys just did your first box that was for both men and women, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. I saw that um, with Kevin and that he got to like work with you guys. I thought that's great because like, yeah, you know, men can use sex toys too. Women can use sex toys. I thought that was so good. Yeah, my my goal from the beginning was to create boxes tailored to different people um, and different couples, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's just a little bit hard to do because sex toys are so expensive and so um you know trying to gauge interest um you know if men want it if couples want it it wouldn't be a subscription it would have to be like a one-time box type of thing that's kind of always available for people to be able to purchase but yeah i mean we want to essentially say like fuck the patriarchy and like explore your sexuality and embrace it however you want and if you want to want one hand read while you're at it you know like be my guest please yeah you know what's so funny is um when I was when we were prepping for this episode I was on like you know perusing your guys's website and my husband I was telling him about about all the like what we were doing what our interview was going to be what the company was and as I was like getting into it I hadn't gotten to the sex toys part yet because I was just kind of explaining about the boxes and the romance novels. And then he's like, he's like, wait, he's like, Kayla, I have an idea. He's like, Kayla, like, what if we open up a bookstore and we also pair them with vibrators? And I was like, I think they already beat you. Like, I think that's like, this is part of it here. Like you, you're beaten. You got beat to the punch. He's like, damn. He's like, there's a market for that. I was like, there's a massive market for that. Are you kidding? He's like, hell yeah. Women empowerment. (laughs) He kind of made me laugh, but I was like, sorry, honey, you got beat. But anyway. That is so funny. Jared's like, let me talk for a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, do you pick all of the stuff that goes in each box? I know you have a team obviously at Steamy Lit, but like, do you guys like curate every single thing? Do authors pick certain things to go in their boxes? And also like, how do you, how do you choose the books too? So how does, how does a box get built at Steamy Lit? That's a complicated question. So (laughs) it, 
honestly, a lot of the answer is like whatever I read that like I like. Like that's I love that. That's basically what it is. Um, obviously, as the box grows and our team grows, I've started you know getting the help of other people to help me read just different books coming out. Um, but I try to be very intentional with obviously like what identities we are showcasing in the box. And, you know, if like we've already done a Latinx author for every box, like what other identities have we not um, like shown up yet? Right. So that's part of it. Um, the toys is probably like my favorite part of this because I do try to test out everything that we put in the box. Um, and now we've gotten to the point where like, I, I think Satisfier sent me their like, may sample box and it was i'm not kidding 30 That's vibrators amazing. why am i like, like i'm <laughs> jealous i was like do you need help yeah. like, <laughs> like if you want us to help I'll you do it out for free. yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like what? like i don't even like i don't even have these many holes in my body to be honest. like hot like what do i you know um so but that's like a and just learning about like the sexual wellness industry has been something that has been really big for me because I was just a reader before and sure like I knew self pleasure and I've had vibrators in the past but I've never been this involved in it. Um, so you know, picking sometimes I try to pick a vibrator based on like you know if I have a book that is like has a lot of. Um, I don't know, eating out or giving head or something like I try to maybe match a vibrator to that sense. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, whatever makes sense to me. Um, mm -hmm. And then as far as the other items that we put in the box, I try to always source from other small businesses. And the other part to that is either I'm kind of going with like the season of the box because we're kind of like winter, spring, summer, fall. So I try to put items that are that match that season or there's like a specific scent or like a specific item that like really pops out in the books i try to get things like that and then as far as the authors go um i've had authors who have very little involvement and then i've had other authors who like have provided um you know some items or small businesses that they love if we're able to acquire from them so that's always nice when the author is involved because it feels a little bit more personalized but when you have like with a quarterly box because you have three authors it's a little bit hard of like how to pick what with what um so yeah it's kind of like um let's see what I come up with, um, for this season type of thing. And that's probably my, um, the, like the funnest part of the job, uh, like, like putting the product together is yeah. I think really exciting aside from reading. Um, I feel like I'm ranting now, but I think the reading portion can get a little, when reading starts feeling like a job, then it's mm -hmm. not as Absolutely enjoyable not anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, I'm like you in that, like, historical romance or, or like, Kendra, like, historical romance is not my jam, per se. Yeah. So, but, like, I, we just did a historical um, romance box. And obviously, like, so now what, right? Mm -hmm. So I try to make sure that I'm also reading things that I just want to read aside from the things that I'm also reading. Like if I happen to read something that's like on my radar that I really like happens to be great for the box. Awesome. But then sometimes, you know, I kind of have to go outside of that. So it's like a, it's a fine line. So you don't get burned out in the things you love doing. 
Yeah. Is there yeah. a box like that you're super proud of that like you always think back on? You're like, damn, I did that. Like I put all that shit together. I got that out there. I got that book. I got that product. There's okay. So there's a couple of things. <laughs> My I do a Latinx Latin A um, special edition box every year. And that box always like makes my heart really happy just because we're celebrating, you know, my culture Mm -hmm. and um, the authors that are part of that culture. So I really love that. And when we source for that box, we also source from just Latinx or Latin A small businesses as well, all the way down to the vibrator. So I really love that. Um, Some of the boxes that I'm really proud of, I mean, like, some of our special editions, I have no idea how we've done. Um, like, I am an avid believer that if you want to do something, ask. Like, all someone can tell can tell you is no, right? Yeah. Like, so just ask. And so that's really what's happened with a lot of the boxes. Like, Anna, Abby Jimenez, mm-hmm. Christina Lauren, like... <laughs> All of us own both of those books. We're like We're obsessed. so obsessed with those ones. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't they beautiful? Oh, for um, context, we yeah. held up Party Your World by Adam yes. Jimenez and Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren, both of which Simulate did collaborations with. And the covers are stunning. When they came out all over yeah. Bookstagram. We're like, just, we were just like, oh. Kayla sent us the Love and Other Words one. And she was like, oh my God, look how beautiful this is. And within like two minutes of each other, Kendra and I were both like, damn, crazy how fast we just bought that. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like we love them so much. And like, so you just like reached out to those authors and then they were like, hell oh, yeah. 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 When you're trad, it beca- it's be- a little bit difficult because like you have to go through the publisher, mm-hmm. not only the author. So obviously you want the author to be on board, but uh, at the end of the day, it's like the, the publisher. publisher that's going to give you permission to have um, access to that. So I never in a thousand years would have thought that like neither Simon and Schuster or um, forever would say like, yeah let's do this um and they did and I was like oh shit um okay they did so now what right (laughs) Um, because I mean I'm like sure I have a team but like all of my team has a full-time job right like yeah it's all very like part-time I have a full-time job like so it's like uh, holy shit now we have 3,000 orders right like (laughs) what now um and that's that's some of the work that I'm proud of because it helps not only stimulate get out there, um, but it helps promote our mission that diversity and romance is so important. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. I got to go to the LA Times Festival of Books and you guys also had like a tent there. That was so cool. Like that was so fun to see. Yeah, I um, was also taken aback by how busy we were. Like, I had been to LA Times Festival of Books before, just like as a, you know, just a regular person. And um, then, like, you know, I mean, I expected, like, people to come by, but like, oh my god, next year we're gonna need a much bigger booth. It was jam-packed in there. And again, right, it was one of those things that, like, I remember when the idea came to my head and then being able to see it flourish like that. It's like, it's unbelievable. Were you at the booth? I was. Oh my God. We definitely crossed paths without even knowing it. I was probably running around. So small. (laughs) You guys were like so busy. Like you said, like there was, it was definitely my friend Selena and I were there and we were like looking for the Schemulet tent and we're like, oh, that crowd of people is definitely 
definitely where it is. <laughs> Which like kind of leads me to my next question too. Like you mentioned, like you're gonna need a bigger booth next year. Stimulate's so well loved within the bookish community, especially like the bookstagram community. Um, so like where do you see Stimulit heading in the future? I mean, we're gonna talk about Stimulate Con in a little bit, but are are you like just like everything a little bit more? Are you really happy with the direction it's going right now? Or what are your visions? Yeah, I think I would love to have um, an actual like brick and mortar store eventually. Um, The thing with that is that, you know, prior to like this life, I was in the Navy. And then when I wasn't in the Navy, I was married to someone who was in the Navy. And so like I moved every three to four years. Mm -hmm. And so moving has kind of become part of like who I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, this is the first time that I don't have to move at all. So I don't know how long I'll last. (laughs) Um, And that's, that's what scares me about a brick and mortar that I feel like I would need, you know, like a, a, a location, right? Roots. And so I don't know if I want to plant those in Florida because Florida is a little scary right now with all of our politics. Um, But I would love to, I would love to have essentially the same thing we have online, like pair romance books with vibrators and, um, but not only vibrators. Like I want to open the conversation about pleasure and sexual wellness and sexual health. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you'll see a lot of this and we're going to talk about Steamy LitCon, but at Steamy LitCon, a lot of our, um, conversation will be about sexual wellness. It will be about educating each other on like, what is pleasure? How do you pleasure yourself? Um, how does romance and pleasure tie together? Um, and I think we don't have enough community around those conversations. Um, I don't know a lot of people who are, you know, calling each other to talk about their latest orgasm, right? Like, it's still such a taboo topic. I feel like us in the romance community are a little bit more open to those Mm -hmm. conversations because you're like, damn, like, 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 right, like, she just got railed, you know, like, and then like, that opens the conversation, right? But like, I feel like my, my friendships outside of the book world, like, I'm not like, I just got railed. Well, maybe I just got railed, but maybe not like (laughs) this was my orgasm. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, just creating community around that. Um, so that's one like big project. Another one is just like showing face more. Um, I, I, I guess I never thought people like they were fine with steamy lit, just being like an online entity and seeing how much love we received at LA times festival of books was like, Oh, like, maybe we should show up at more places. So we're going to try to be a little bit more intentional about that and then just kind of see um, how we go from there. Yeah. Also, I want to mention uh, you just had an article come out on the Today yes. Show. So I feel yeah. like that's about to like blow you up. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did that happen? Tell us about that. Um, they reached out to talk to me about Steamy Lit um, and the Steam Box. And um, they had an article that came out, I think this was back in February, maybe, um, in relation to just like self-pleasure and romance. And um, then I saw that read with Jenna posted it yesterday. So, um, yeah, it makes me really excited. I mean, I think what's really important to me is to make things accessible. And like, as I grow, I want to like 
special editions like a lot of people talk about the pricing and obviously there's like a lot that goes behind the scenes that people don't know about the actual pricing of the book but like yeah it's something that i 100 want to make more accessible like you shouldn't have to like put out 50 dollars for a special edition book right um and so trying to find ways to do that and as we grow i think it's something that i'll be able to do more of um but it's the same thing with like sexuality and pleasure right like really good vibrators are not accessible for people and so um that we're starting to partner a lot with satisfier actually because they are also kind of on that same mission to um make sure that pleasure is accessible for folks and so trying to figure out how we can do that and lower costs and things so that more people are able to like get their hands on the yeah, I love that. Vibrators are so expensive. I bought two, like, it's the last time we recorded a podcast, before we started recording, we always, like, chat beforehand. I was like, guys, I just spent, like, $150 <laughs> on two vibrators. They better last me the rest of my freaking life. But the, I mean, they're amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad I bought them. But you're so right. Like, they're really expensive. So I love that you're trying to make them more accessible. Yeah. Especially because, like, I mean, especially if it's things that you're going to put inside your body, right? Yeah. Like, you want to make sure that it's, like done with quality product and mm-hmm. um I, I mean i feel like a lot of the more expensive vibrators usually have a warranty so just like look oh, yeah, i got that, that yeah in boxes. <laughs> um but yeah right like um it's not accessible for folks and, and everyone deserves an orgasm yeah i feel like that's a, such a good tagline everyone deserves an everyone orgasm deserves, yeah <laughs> exactly jared's new store that's going to be in competition with you is going to be tagline <laughs> everybody deserves an orgasm um We've talked a little bit about what you uh, see for the future for Stimulate, but I kind of want to go back a little bit and talk about the beginnings of Stimulate. So I want to know, like, when did this um, become an idea for you? When did, like, little seeds start being planted? And then when did it become more of, like, holy shit, I think I might actually do this kind of thing? And tell me about that. Um, The story is always funny because it basically um, boils down to, like, covid year 2020 um i'm at home um my spouse at the time was deployed and so i'm really by myself and that's really when i turned all my attention to romance like um everything going on um with the protests because of the murder of george floyd to covid and like the world was such an ugly place that like i just wanted to escape in romance and um then when i started reading i was like like nobody else is horny like can we talk about that like is no one else masturbating like what are we doing like as a collective unit are we like rubbing one out are we not is that like frowned upon um you know like what what are we doing and so um i noticed that i feel like at this point in time book talk was starting to grow and I feel like people weren't as vocal as they are now about like just orgasms right Mm -hmm. and like one-handed reading um and I think at the time I just like we weren't talking about it on bookstagram or at least maybe I just wasn't on the right side of bookstagram um like sure people would say like oh it was really steamy or it was spicy but like we're not talking about more than that and so I was like hmm someone should really pair romance books and vibrators like that should be a thing and um a friend of mine was like well why don't you do it and so that's kind of how the idea bloomed I was like okay cool how do I do this and like I've never sold a book in my life I've never sold a vibrator in my life um 
I worked in athletics at that point. So like, we're talking about <laughs> a complete different field. And so a lot of it was research um, and talking to different people within the book community already and figuring out like, what is needed? What is wanted? How do you get started? Who prints books? Who do I buy them from? Is there like a book distributor? Do I buy them from the publisher? Same thing with vibrators and just like items for the box. And that's how I got started with the journey. And I think it didn't hit me that I was fully doing that until like I received my first like boxes for the steam box from the printer. And I was like, well, now I have 500 like boxes. <laughs> you gotta do something with them. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do something. Um, and funnily enough, like when my ex-husband came home from deployment, he like came home to like a bunch of vibrators everywhere. And he was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know. Like, I, you know what? I was, I was thinking about the future. Like what, you know, what are we doing? So that's how I got started. And it's been a learning curve. I mean, I had people um, like, the feminist book club um and um which they have a book box and then hello lovely becca they were both people who really like set me up in just giving me like insider info of like the book box world and um it's something that i like to pass on when people tell me there's they want to start a box like i share as much as i can but i also tell them like there's a lot that I'm still learning myself. Like I've never worked in publishing a day in my life. So a lot of it has been research or trial and error or asking people in the community. So it's all, it's, it's not easy um, at all. And I try to tell people this all the time when they're thinking about starting a book box, like it will take up a lot of your time. So just like really think thoroughly about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here for the three of us, we, you know, brought together because of books, specifically romance books. Um, you know, now we like talk every day. We have a podcast together. We go on vacation together now, right? So like outside of just connecting through books, we've formed, you know, a really close friendship. So can you talk um, about how the romance genre has affected your life other than obviously creating a very successful business? Right. Um, can you talk about what it's done for you in your personal life? Yeah, honestly, the book community felt like coming home. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never felt more at ease or myself like I do with the book community. Um, I've always been like the reader in all my other friend groups. Uh, Like no one read like I did or like they were just like not into the same things. And finding a community of people who like love to read and love to go to bookstores and love to buy books has been amazing like like I don't even know and honestly just like the support I mean like I started my bookstagram account during COVID and then like so like you know I was facetiming people when I was eating dinner by myself who I met through the book community who I had never met in person right like I what like when my ex was coming home from deployment like they were the ones who were sending in like meals for us for his welcome home you know when um now I'm getting divorced like they were the first people who were like the ones reaching out to me making sure that I was okay and so like I don't know a more supportive community and I don't have a more supportive system in my life than the book community. And honestly, like it's what's kept me going this whole time. Love that. I think we can That's all so agree with that. Like yeah. we've all become so close. Like Kayla lives in Kansas city. Like I'm friends with someone in Kansas. That it's just crazy. To me. <laughs> I'm, fr- 
maybe that was like a bad example, but like Kansas City. I must say that as like it's insane that like I now have friends all across the world now that like all because I love to read and like decided to post about it online, which is so cool. And like we're in the genre that I still think to this day gets like shit on the most. Um, so I think that's why we have such a strong sense of community because it's like we have to like stick together like because every you get on TikTok every other day and people are like just shitting on romance we're like no like you know what you can learn you know what you can do like oh my gosh but yeah so grateful for this community it is such a beautiful like it's so amazing to watch people who get into romance like go through the journey of like the most people feel some inherent shame when they start reading romance of just yeah. because like because of the societal like you know it's right. not real reading right. blah 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 right. um and then to like watch people just be like oh fuck that and like yeah. just like yeah. i i feel like it's happened with every single one of my mutuals who starts a bookstagram they're like this book wasn't very well written but blah, blah 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 and i'm like yep. okay we can we don't have to say that like we can yeah. just say that we like the book yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think it's an awakening. And exactly like you said, I like to give people grace whenever I see a TikTok of someone expressing their like opinions on romance, because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now watch you get hooked. Mm-hmm. And like your whole right. And like, I think sometimes we forget like, these societal stigmas and just like taboos and shames that we've been taught. I mean, especially as women, right? Like, our whole life sex has always has only ever been a thing we do because we procreate and it's only the men's job to finish because that's what like seals the deal you know like it's never been about us getting off and so like i i try to be gentle in those conversations because i don't like to scare people away um, I think it's the same thing when we talk about like ab covers versus or discreet covers versus mm-hmm. cartoon covers. And um, it's the same thing, right? Like, yes, like actually like what you're saying about ab covers is a little bit um, like you're with the patriarchy, not against it. But right, like let's give you some space to figure out that like, sure, right? Like at work, I don't necessarily want to read in front of my boss a book with abs because like not because I'm ashamed of it, but because that man who is my boss is going to say some shit to me that is gonna be a problem, problem. right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's just, like, really interesting dynamics that we still have to navigate. So, I don't know. I I think the more people read romance, the more, like, come-to-Jesus moments they have with themselves. Oh, I, I, like, there are so many books that I refuse to read for so long because of the covers, that it literally took me making my bookstagram and like talking every day with people who were like, these books are so good. Why would you not read them? Like it took so long to do that unlearning yeah. that you're talking about that I like, yeah. I feel, I still feel catch myself doing it. You know, when I talk to people yeah. who aren't super into reading, but they like know that I like to read, they ask me for like a fun book to read. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give you this one that I like, I love, like it's one of my favorite books of all time. I'm like, but it's like so silly goofy. And like, you don't have to like, I'm always like making excuses. I'm like, yeah, I was going to say something super similar because like at work, like if we're meeting somebody new, we'll have like, like a little get to know you or whatever. And they'll see these books in the background. They're like, what do you like to do for fun? And I'm like, oh, you know, I like to read or whatever. That's like my only personality trait. Right. They're like, what kind of books do you like to read? And I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, like fantasy, like, you know, fiction. And then I like refused to say romance for a while. But now, but like after a while, I was just like, why? Like, 
why? And so now I'm just like, yeah, I like romance, I like fantasy, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it took me a while to like be able to actually tell people that I read romance. So yeah. it's crazy. I think it starts young too. Cause when I was in high school, like I was obsessed with sex. Oh my gosh. I wasn't having it, but I was like, I want to read about it so bad. I would read it only in like fan fiction, but never in like actual books. And then I found like YA that was like sex positive, nothing smutty, but like had sex in it and like had teens talking about sex and their bodies. stuff. like, that's when like, you're the horniest sometimes when you're a teen, like you're, you're coming into it. Your hormones um, are raging. Yeah. So I've noticed that like, even with YA, like, my favorite YA is always the ones who are like super sex positive engaging in the conversation because I'm like yes if you get these books in the hands of teens right now they'll grow up and they'll go to read like the best romance books that can like change their lives or they'll read monster smut and that can still be life-changing but like I I need them to like get on that um pathway and I think it starts it starts then you just need more sex I just recently found out what nodding is um, <laughs> oh my god we I... made a... <laughs> so we, we were on live one day and I was like I think I know what nodding was and I, and oh my god. I was like no our friend Ashley hopped on and explained to us but I'm so sorry <laughs> I just read um an arc of uh lena ferguson's upcoming release uh the fake mate and yes um, i know exactly what you're talking about i saw the cover and i read the synopsis and i was like wait it's a shifter that's what this is yeah yeah and um that was my first shifter romance and i just want to say i was kind of scarred because like They were wolves, like they're shifting into wolves, and like I could not look at my dog the same. Like, <laughs> oh no! You're like, like no. we'll be reading that. Then. Like, is that is that what you do? Like, I'm looking at him right now, and I'm like, <laughs> are you looking at her? It wasn't like the Jacob from Twilight vibe. Like that wasn't the vibe. <sighs> I so I watched. I don't. Twi- I watched Twilight very long ago. I never read the book, so. You're I fine. can't. Yeah, you're, you're not, not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been like staring at my dog. Like, hmm. that's so funny. I remember when I saw that on like Night Galley. It probably I looked at the cover and I was like, oh, this is cute. Whatever. Thought it was yeah. about like vets. You know, just two little. Two oh, little that's vets. the one. Yes, that's the one. And so I texted to our group and I was like, guys, what do you think this book is about? Just based on the cover. I guessed it. And Kendra actually guessed it. And I don't remember what other people Because there are like said. little paw prints like leading to him. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I guessed I werewolves. I that. I, I yeah. guess it was a werewolf. I didn't even notice, but a couple people guessed wrong. They were like fake dating vets or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you like shift romance, you like shift romance, do it, do do you. But I was just like so taken aback by that. I was like, wow. No, I mean, the a- book, the book was sensational. It was great. Oh, okay. It was so good. Um, I just was a little scarred in that, like, yeah, <laughs> your dog. So I don't, yeah. I like, I don't, I don't want to think about my child and him nodding another dog. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's oh like my that's, God. like that's my child. Like he's looking at me like, <sighs> why are you talking about me? Oh God, yeah. Because um, no. I read disturbing. I read disturbing erotica about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, like, I think maybe, um, like, if they were shifting into an animal that was not a, like, dog-ish, cat-ish family, I think um, <laughs> would work better for me. Um, I mean, the book was great, um, but I had to get past um, the nodding, yeah. <laughs> I feel like monster and shifter romances are my final frontier. I haven't gotten there yet, but I am determined to get there because... You mentioned you were reading a Katie Robert book. 
those covers that she has for, I forgot what the series is called, but it's like the gargoyle one and the devil uh-huh. one. Yeah, those are oh, the with most the, with the double penetration covers. one. Yeah. yeah, and those are the most stunning covers I've ever seen. Every time I go to Barnes and Noble, I'm like, I just want these for my shelf, and like, I'm determined to become a monster romance girly so that I can have those books. This was my first like, um, and I accidentally got here because I've been putting <laughs> off like monster like shifts or romance specific especially if it's like contemporary i can do it in fantasy because i'm already in like fantasy world right but like Mm -hmm. but like these people are like working in a hospital and they're shifters (laughs) and they're nodding and and then my dog and i have to unpack that with somebody honestly um so i stumbled upon it because i i saw oh lena ferguson like i just read the nanny the nanny and then like I, there was an alpha and an omega and i the, yeah um it comes out this Amazing. year though you should you should check it out uh it was great but you have to now. yeah well have yeah to you have to episode yeah. on it you oh have to God. and then if you can't look at your pet the same just yeah i have two i have two dogs so now i'm like scared <laughs> yeah so i have um i have one male and two girls so like oh, baby. it's only my male that i'm like yeah both of mine are males so um yeah yeah maybe maybe as a fellow dog parent um okay i'll 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 approach with caution you're like what is my dog doing when i'm not here like what's going on it's almost more disturbing to think about him shifting into a person when you're not around but but i guess (laughs) but i guess it's different right because well we're gonna go into a whole dog mating conversation but (laughs) Because, like, when dogs mate, they just get stuck. It's not like they have, like, a knot at their base that gets, like, stuck Inflamed. into the yeah. other yeah. person, right? So it's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Sure. As far so as my, know. My, my, my kid is not nodding anybody, yeah. okay? I have to know who the first person to ever write nodding was, because I know it was fanfic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just need, I need to know. Let's trace it yeah. back. We'll do a whole episode. The yeah. history of nodding. Yeah, no, seriously. We'll we'll become like researchers. We'll write a dissertation. I'll make a PowerPoint with pictures. Yes. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the renderings of it? No, but now I'm gonna have to look. And now yeah, I'm gonna have to look. We, it. Be careful, dude. On private tab. Me. Oh yeah, no, definitely private tab. Hundred percent. We uh we Let's looked see. it up. Like, I casually lived in our group chat for a second, and I was like, all right, this is it. I can't. Is it K N O T or N O T T? K N O T T. Nodding. Omega verse. I would search as well. Yeah. Omega verse <laughs> images. <laughs> this is like the time that Kendra, you were talking about. You sent fisting to a group chat. <laughs> yeah, because my friend didn't know what fisting was. She thought you put like your whole fist, and I was like, "That's not how it works." <laughs> this is why sex education is so important. Right. Wait, you know wait, it's not. Hmm. Fisting. <gasps> fisting. You don't put the the. It's not like this. Oh no. well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so right, you, right. 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 So she right. thought it was yeah. like this. Oh, like. But I was like, no. Here's a video, and like, <laughs> it's just all the fingers. Yeah. I can't find oh, good nodding. Um, oh. Do you mind us attaching one to the email we send you? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> when we send you this episode for approval. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Like, and for sexual education. Yes. Um, here Here's not a important. Yeah. Well, that, um, this conversation this took was a turn. Great. Um, 
so in we'll shift gears. Um, <laughs> in August of 2023, which for us is in like a very few for very 66. few short months. Wait, how many days? 66. 66 like, days from I the know. time we're recording this. Um, Simulet, from my point of view, has been like just like a lot of your special editions all over my Instagram. Like I follow the page. Like you guys are announcing new authors all the time, like new sponsors. Like I've had friends who are like, I just bought my ticket. Like everyone seems to be talking about this. Um, how did SimulitCon come to be? What is the origin of it? And like, how does it work when it came to like picking the authors, picking the vendors, picking the location? Like why Anaheim, California? Explain all the things about the con. Okay, so how do we get started? Um, right about the time when I launched the Steambox and just Steamylit in general, I knew that I wanted to do some kind of convention. Um, I just didn't know like to what extent, and with the same same mission, right? Um, creating a new platform for authors to just be able to showcase their work. Um, but there was like a lot of research that was gonna go into that, and a lot of that was like, okay, what already exists? Where is it happening? like how is it and so um my co-organizer uh, cookie she like from the beginning when I told her she was like okay when you're ready like I'm game and so that's kind of how it got started um why Anaheim um simple answer is because I used to live in San Diego up to like December so um I wanted to keep it in SoCal but aside from that like there's no big romance convention in Southern California mm-hmm. um or just like really well the west coast is starting to get a few other romance cons but um there wasn't anything in California at the time so I wanted to also created somewhere where people can vacation before or after because i know sometimes for people that's like the only time that they have vacation off of work so if they were traveling with their families i just wanted to be intentional about like them being able to bring them on vacation um, so while cool. they're there yeah um and then steamy litcon so my mission with steamy litcon is actually uh a much bigger um like organization than just the convention. The convention will be part of a nonprofit. So it'll be kind of like our annual nonprofit event, um, which essentially will be to raise funds for scholarships for authors, part of marginalized communities or identities for them to apply for scholarships. Like if you have a banging book and you just can't pay for a cover artist, like I want to be able to give you money for that. If you need an editor, I want to be able to give you money for that. If you need to go to a book convention and you don't have the funds for that, I want to be able to provide that. I feel like there's so many spaces in which BIPOC authors in particular just don't have, they just need a little bit of help to get that notoriety. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and the same connections, right? Um, as like their white counterparts. And so being able to mm-hmm. provide spaces where they can connect um, with other folks in the industry, um, being able to provide funds for them to have um, the same chance as somebody else, right? Um, and kind of removing some of those like barriers to entry is what I really want to do with Steamy Con in general. Um, 
but we needed to get started somewhere and that was you know we did like a huge fundraiser for it to just get us going um and so hopefully that is this is our stepping stone into like a much bigger um space that we're trying to create and we're also trying to create spaces for aspiring authors um so that they're able to do like a craft workshop at the convention or um like this year we'll have a couple panels that will be tailored to aspiring authors um, or just authors in general if you want to like be an indie author and um, or if you want to go traditional um, just like a couple of different panels that will have different industry experts that you can chat with and connect with um, so yeah then as far as like picking the authors obviously wanted to be intentional about that wanted to create a space that put diversity in the forefront and it wasn't an afterthought and so um something that i found when going to other conventions was that i can count how many like bipoc people there were in like my two hands right and so like as someone who is a latina woman when i'm walking into a space like that i feel very much out of place even though i'm surrounded by people who love books as much as i do like you can't help but feel like okay where are my people at right like and so i wanted to create a space where like i don't walk in and i'm like where are my people everyone is my people here and so wanted to be intentional about that um but also just like championing and celebrating readers who read diverse romance um and other authors who are white as well but like champion and use their platform and i feel like christina lauren ali hazelwood are two great examples of that like they use their very large followings and platforms to like promote the work of authors part of marginalized communities and identities and that's really important for us too um as far as vendors kind of just like it was like a give and take of like, okay, how many vendors are already doing this? Um, what kind of identities, um, you know, are the small businesses kind of embrace? And um, yeah, then as far as sponsorships, we took them all. <laughs> um, if you wanted to give us your money, we wanted to take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, we just found out actually that talking about pleasure, that Satisfier is going to be donating um vibrators for every single person attending the convention oh, so i am very oh excited God. this is going to be a swag bag that is going to be pretty yeah. cool and it's like will yeah, be memorable too and you know i was looking at like the author lineup and i've seen like obviously like bigger names on there that i'm super excited to that are like are just going um but then i would see someone that like i'd never even heard of and that's what I think I really loved um, because then I would like go to their Instagram and it would be an author that had like 500 followers. And I think that's so important because at these conventions, I've only been the one so far. I went to love in Vegas last year with Brandy. You see so many new names and you're like, I wonder who that person is. And then if they're just like at their table by themselves, like you can go up, you can start a conversation and then you could have yeah. just discovered like your new favorite author. So I just, yeah. I love that you're giving so many smaller people um, a seat at the table because it's so important. Yeah, that's something we definitely wanted to do. And like you said, something that has been my favorite part about going to conventions is that like, if I see an author table that is empty, um, or just like an author that calls my attention that I didn't know, I like to like connect and see what books they might be writing or like, okay, maybe they write, I don't know, a monster romance that might not be for me right now, but I can message you and be like, yeah. Bitch, you love nodding. Here is a new author for you, you know. So, 
yeah um and we're starting to do we're actually gonna work we'll be at buck bonanza next week but um we're gonna do yay. oh my god we'll see you there yeah oh yay um we're we're gonna be working on the seating chart while we're there and so um that's kind of what we also are wanting to be intentional about like putting big name authors next to authors that are smaller in a sense just so that we can help people kind of connect like while you're waiting in line for this author we'll talk to this other author you know um and maybe we can create some like scavenger hunts or something around it so that people are more enticed to go oh, meet new authors yeah. so fun. i love that yeah um on the list of authors that we have i mean there's so many people who are going to be there but some of the names include abby jimenez Sierra Simone, Christina Lauren, Kennedy Ryan, Hubie Tyler, Tara DeWitt, Chip Pond, Nia Sosa, who is super underrated in my eyes, um, Maisie Eddings, Chloe Lee, BK Borison, Brittany Cherry, and so many more. Is there an author that you have not met yet that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're coming. I can't wait to meet them. Like someone who's your fave. Um, Amy Oliveira. Well, I've already met Amy, so <laughs> um, or if you've met them and you're excited to see him again, yeah. So, anyway. oh, Amy, but Amy's not coming, so I don't know uh, why <laughs> I made that up. Um, okay, Evie Mitchell. Um, I've created a really good relationship with Evie Mitchell, um, and I've never met her in person. She lives in Australia, I believe. Um, wow. And yeah, she'll be coming, so I'm excited to hug her in person um, if she allows hugs. But um, yeah, and then my all-time fave is Kennedy Ryan, and I don't know if y'all saw the special edition. We did. I did. They're yeah. beautiful. I, I'm gorgeous. So, I'm so fucking in love with them. Like you, mm-hmm. like that was that was probably a dream project for me because Kennedy's like my absolute favorite, and being able to work on those was, um, and the artist was just fucking amazing. No, it's like, so good. We talk about like yeah. discreet or have you read the covers. series? I have not read Grip yet, um, but I just. Finished yeah. Hookshot though, and I was like, "Who is this grip person they keep talking about?" I didn't even realize it was a series, and I'm so no, like you don't understand back. the way that it's gonna tear, like tear your. Heart That's what I'm apart. terrified of. Because I can only handle no. so much. You have to because she puts it back together. She like fixes it all up for you, but she's gonna make you go through it. And I also think it's especially important for white women who are in interracial relationships to read this book because they're um they're an interracial couple the woman bristol on the book is white and like the premise aside from like romance is a lot of like the big important points in the book are now you're with now you love a black man and how what are those important differences in your lifestyles that you now need to learn and unlearn because now when you get stopped by the cops it's not just you talking however you want because the black man next to you might get killed Mm -hmm. right and so like that just gave me chills but like kennedy ryan just like has such a way with her words they're so poetic and so just like lyrical in a sense that when she talks about this like man she makes you feel it all and Read it, cry, get the tissues. She's also going to make you horny, but... Yeah. (laughs) I know when you were uh, at um, the LA Times Festival Books, I'm sure obviously you were working, but I got to go to her panel, which was the sex panel, and she is just like... 
her writing is so beautiful, but she's also so beautifully spoken. Like everything she said, I was just like, so amazing. And talking about a lot of stuff that we're talking about right now, just like sex positivity on learning, like the shame that's built around it and how she writes it like very intentionally. I, I am so excited to read the group series too. So yeah, the covers are stunning. And like, we talk a lot about discrete covers on here or like special edition covers. And I love that you picked scenes from the book like that to me makes me want to read it even more right because I don't want to just see like the title and like a random object like I want it to have intention and purpose exactly. and it's stunning um so yeah very yeah. Same thing they're, the they're all cover. such like they're all such important like scenes in the book you just have to read them <laughs> I love that you're like fangirling like this is these are your collection like that's so cool like this is yours I just love that story so much. And yeah, same thing with part of your world. Um, and we it did it with the scene. twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it with the twisted series too. Like I, that's what I envision when I do special edition covers, like a scene from the book. Okay, so with that being said, Steamy LitCon last day to buy tickets is July 8th. So there's that. Um, but we are going to do, um, we got green lighted to do two special editions. We're waiting for the third, but one of them will be Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Um, <laughs> and, um, I just had a heart attack. I'm sorry. Keep going. Lenny Kaufman will be the artist on that one as well. Oh, I love um, her. So I know. Very excited. She's also doing, I don't know if you've heard about um, The Art of Scandal by Regina Black. It's an mm-hmm. age gap romance. It's coming out in August. It's really good. Okay. Um, Lenny's going to be doing a special edition cover for that one as well for us. Um, but then we also are doing um, Elena Armas's um, The Ooh. American Roommate. Oh, oh fun. So yeah. So we'll be doing that one as well. And like, it's the same thing that we're doing with the other books where we're like pulling out scenes that like stand out to us so that. Um, like, Can you tell them in the special? Um, so I haven't. BYO exclusive. Yeah, no we, have, yes. we haven't talked about um, your truly yet. Um, okay. Or- we can suggest. We can help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah. you. Oh, feel the only thing that I think I got I have to reread the email, but I think the only like feedback I got from like the author editorial side was to make sure that he has like funny socks, um, mm-hmm. since that's yeah. like a big part of. So definitely that. Um, for American Roommate Experiment, have you read it? I have not. Mm-mm. okay um well there's a scene where they're um basically they're fake dating she's like a romance author and mm-hmm. he's um her cousins or her best friend's cousin and like they have to share her best friend's like apartment for the summer or something mm-hmm. she's a romance writer and is in like a writing slump and so her best friend is like, well, why don't you start dating again um, and go to like these different dates so it could like give you some ideas to write about. And so he's like, you're going to uh-huh. date? Like, absolutely not. So he's like, I'll be your date. Right. And so he starts taking her to like all these different dates so that she can like write about them. Um, so it's the, like this one specific date that's like on a rooftop. Um, anyway, that I think that that one's going to be really beautiful, too. Um yeah those are two um let's see what else can i tell you we're doing you know um indie romance bitches mm-hmm. on tiktok it, oh indie... they dance yeah 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 um mm-hmm. we're doing a collaboration with her and one of the books we're doing a special edition of is Catherine cowell's 
um, oh. Fractured Sky. Oh, that's my favorite one in the series. Me too. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, we're doing that one. And then what else are we doing? Oh my God, so many amazing around. things coming up. I know there's a lot happening. So I I was just telling like our social media like manager we really need to get oh, a calendar uh, going. Yeah, <laughs> there's so, a lot happening. All of these are in honor of the con, right? Not all these Catherine, special editions. No. Um, okay. None of them are actually. So Catherine Cowles is just like a collab we're doing with Paige, and then. We're doing a Barbie box um, with like the oh movie. Oh my god, that's Seattle. so fun! So um, the like, it's kind of like you pick the Barbie's job, and we picked three different professions, and so oh, like, that's so um, cool. That's, that's where the Abby book falls into place. That's where um, the Elena Armas falls into place, and then the other one that we're pending approval on is the Trouble with Hating You by Sashni Patel, which is a STEM romance. And okay. so you know, you kind of pick your own journey, like you pick your like what your Barbie job is, and so. That's kind yeah, of what we're amazing. doing based out of. Um, yeah. For the con, the only thing we might be doing special is Teacher of the Year by M.A. Wardell. It's, he's part of our summer box, but um, we might be doing like a special edition to that for the con only. I've seen that book every, like know. that was a big release like last month. It's so, so good. It's yeah. such a good uh, romance book. Um, it, I love it when it's like forbidden and this is like. Yeah, because it's like teacher a teacher and, and parent. Yeah. Yeah, and anything that's forbidden is like my shit. Yeah, so. Eat it up. <laughs> yeah, catch me snatching that Barbie box up. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. Amazing. So, can we do some rapid fire, just like general romance book questions for you yeah. to round us out? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So, first question: What's your favorite trope? Um, ex-boyfriend's dad. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Do you have a favorite ex-boyfriend sad book? Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas. Stay also, there. sorry, I need to I need to write about this because Berkeley picked it up and like, oh. what did you? Okay, Berkeley also picked up like the Corrupted series by Penelope Douglas and They're like wild, the thing and right and the thing is right that like why well, I love this for P Doug like are we are we doing cartoon covers? That's what yeah, we that's scary. Um, I don't think so. I think from what I've heard, the covers are going to remain the same. Um, but then like the other thing is like, you know, when you're reading a Berkeley title, you know, what you're getting, yeah. like, you know, you're getting a rom-com, right? And now you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, they I'm a little really, scared that people are going to. They've really yeah. expanded recently. And like you said, like, I'm proud of, of these authors, but at the same time, I'm like, why? Like Berkeley's marketing better do them. And justice. that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that I'm also like. If about. if the birthday girl promo box doesn't come with a loofah, I don't want it. <laughs> if it doesn't come with like the edge of a desk, so I can rub <laughs> on it, I don't want it. I, like oh I don't want gosh. it. Oh my god! Oh my god! So anyway, back back to you and rapid <laughs> Great one. So next question, what is one of your comfort books for both eyeball reading and audio reading? So for audio, it's Crescent City book one. Um, I can't tell you how I probably listened to it like six times, seven times. That's like, which is like insane because some of the scenes are like Lily, 
Lily. <laughs> I need to listen to it. I, yeah, I, I need to listen to it now. Um, <laughs> so that's my comfort audio. My comfort read. So I don't reread. Interesting. Um, yeah, I. it's one of those like... But you'll I'm reread gonna, on audio, but not like eyeball? Yeah. Um, like I'm gonna die without reading all the books I want to read and like I already know I love this book and like while it's probably gonna be like safe and comfy no I need to I need to no like Mm -hmm. the fear of missing out when I die is real (laughs) that's fair I would say I do like 95% of my rereads on audio as well yeah honestly same with you yeah um last five star read I've been actually on a roll lately, so let's see. My last five-star read, we already talked about it, but it was The Fake Mate. Really? The nodding. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I wasn't lying. I just, the nodding. But before that was Do Your Worst by Rosie Dannon. Um, <gasps> I'm I, so excited. It, I heard there's a, just read that. Yeah, I heard there's a choking scene in that book. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a little bit of, like, a... But I wouldn't okay. say, like, full Okay, okay. On. You're, like, light choking. Yeah. Light Thank choking. you for yeah. setting my expectations. Because I heard choking, yeah. too, and I was like, oh. No, oh. but there is a sex, like, ritual that they need to do in a castle. And I was like, I'm baby. Sold. Yeah, I'm in. Who, who is going to take me? Yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> take me to the sex castle, please. <laughs> please. Yes, that was a that was a really good one. We already talked about your favorite trope, but do you have like a favorite like subgenre of romance books? Mm. Like there's like small town romances. I know everybody really like lots of people who are like that kind of genre. Or, you know, the shifter which you've just dipped your toes in, that's a sub subgenre. Billion. I would I would probably say um is ripping my heart out a subgenre? Like very um, angsty. angsty? Yeah. Very, yes. Um, yeah. Either that, That's or I would say Canada. like sports. Um, okay. Like, yeah. like baby, give me, give me some football player that's in college. I actually just started. I just started classes again at a college campus, and I'm like, let me go find me a baby. Like yeah. You can have your own age gap little romance, or hot older okay. professor. Yeah, thing. but I feel like the professors that are like hot are like my age. I'm 32, so. I'm, you know, maybe a little bit older, so it wouldn't be that much of an age gap. So I feel like I need to be the age gapper. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you, know? you could yeah. do that. Yeah, like I could. Twenty-two year old. It's really too bad that none of my exes have a hot dad. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. I know. Like maybe I should start asking people on like Hinge. Yeah, like show me your what, dad. Like what is your what is your what does your papa look like? Yeah. Um, let's see if we have and is he married? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a specific genre of romance that you will like never touch? I want to say never, but like dark romance is not my cup of tea for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it has to do with like my own trauma. And even though like I understand that there's a lot of power in women taking back some of those like darker themes in romance um i feel like it's there's like a power shift there right um mm-hmm. I, I 
I don't know. It has. It would have to be someone who writes it very carefully because I feel like there's a fine line between romanticizing some of those themes, um, and as someone with certain trauma, like I just, it would be too hard for me. But yeah. um, the other one is like surprise baby, <gasps> like Mel. We love that trope here. Oh, fuck, we I love it. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know if it's because like kids are just not my jam. Uh, that's not because like single dads I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck, Ooh, a surprise a baby. Oh my God. Or just like pregnancy trope in general. And I think, no, fuck that. I don't want it. I will say though, <laughs> I just read Reckless by Elsie Silver. Oh, and we love it. Yeah, I felt like that was done really fucking well because I my thing with surprise babies are like, how do you just surprise this man yeah or this person with like without like so i feel like there's certain like i think i read a, a helena hunting one that also did it really well like it, it wasn't like i kept your baby from you without trying to get in contact type of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. um obviously there's like other cases but i don't know it has to be done well and reckless okay the way i wanted so theo to knock me up yes like no, baby, I'm I, yes, I don't even want. I will birth your like, little rodeo child. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want children. And I'm like, I will pop it right out of this vagina. <laughs> me, 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 ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it worked in that book because she skipped the entire pregnancy. Like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so we didn't yeah, have to see yeah. Winter go through all that. We just got to see her finding out and then being a mom. And I think that's why it worked so well. Maybe that's yeah. what I don't like. Like mm-hmm. the pregnancy stages because I'm like, yeah. I like the turmoil of like feeling. Yeah, I, yeah, because a lot of the times, like you said, unless there's like a really good reason for why they don't know, like if they're going through it by themselves, I'm just like, this is avoidable. If you know, like if they're purposely keeping it from whatever. Anyways, yeah, I agree. It has to be done. Well. We we just spoke with an author who has an accidental pregnancy book, and I haven't re- I haven't read this book, but from what I understood, like. They didn't know each other's names, and I. But I, she knew that he was in the Navy. I think it actually was, and so she's like, she can't just like call up the Navy. It's a one night like, stand situation. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking for a man who I had a one night stand with, and now I am pregnant with. They're like, okay, get lost. Like, yeah, so yeah, I can understand right, that, too, right, but we love, right. we love the pregnancy trope here. Um, okay. Well, accidental pregnancy or like secret baby, I guess I should say. We like secret. Baby. It's just because we all have this, we all just fit. we all have breeding yeah. kinks to some degrees, but it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. the result of that. Okay, so this is I, maybe this is like TMI. It probably is. So feel free to like cut this out. No, no, no. Way rated. Um, but in a sense, I, like I feel like it might own. I don't again, right? Like I don't want kids, but like I also don't want you to not nut inside of me. Because, That's what we're saying. Like because I like I like I don't know if it's like I am like uh, what's the word overprotective over like. But I feel like there's some internal like breeding yeah. thing happening in there because like why why do I want this man it's very fucking primal. baby like ba- yeah, yeah yeah that's what it is oh my god I don't like- <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were talking about like unpopular bookish opinions on one episode and mine was that I love an accidental pregnancy and I was like you guys are begging for this man to nut in her with no protection for the whole book and then you're mad when she has a baby like (laughs) but (laughs) i love it though yeah like we're all a little bit breeders here 
Uh, I'm gonna have to like really unpack that tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> sit down. You need to sit down, Mel. Have a conversation with yourself. Yeah. Really look deep <laughs> yeah. In, about okay? like about breathing Report and back. nodding. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the two kind of go together. Unpacking. Yeah. They do. Especially you. Yeah. You're about to fall into an omegaverse hole. <laughs> Y'all are like unlocking some shit in me right now. You're welcome. Happy to. So when the Steambox subscribers get a fucking breeding box, <gasps> sign um, our names. We would yes. love to curate that. Like, yeah, we'll we need some great breeder wait, books. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we would love to. <laughs> if you ever need a breeder box, where the girls? <laughs> Next rapid fire. Is there a book release you're excited for, either this summer or fall? Ooh, um, Nisha Sharma's, um... Uh, Tastes Like, taste like Shucker? Sh- yes, mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, also, The Art of Scandal by Regina Black is a really good one. Um, there is Ashley Poston. Did y'all read, um, the... What's it called? Uh, Dead Romantics? Oh, no, but I saw of- so no. much love for it. It was, I just read it recently. It was very good. And I had the arc of her upcoming release, uh, The Seven Years Yeah, slip. I've seen that around. So good. Okay. So good. Amazing. Um, and then lastly, is there an author that you haven't read yet that you are like itching to get to like any other books or to check out any of their stuff? Well, I mean, we already talked about Rebecca Yarrow's and Fourth Wing. I definitely want to read that. Um, I also want to read Emily Rath, um, Fucking Around. Mm -hmm. Oh. But, like, it's also, like, 700 pages. Yeah, it's... Wait, is that the one where she's fucking two teammates? I think so. And it's 700 pages? Wait, I don't think... I don't think that's... That's um, me lit... The Fucking Around is... is, um, why choose, right? Is that fucking around? Yeah, that's what I said. They're two, it's two teammates. Well, no, yeah, if it's why it's choose, like it's more than two. It's like three or four. What you're no, talking it's just about? Two. No, you're talking about a different book, though. You're talking about the one that Tanya. There's two. There's two multiple people yeah, hockey she, books coming out. Well, yeah. like the one you're Tanya just did uh, at um, Baby Gallery to yeah. Love. She just did a video that blew up about the book that you're talking about, where it's two hockey players, and then fucking around is a why choose romance. That's like. Mm. A lot of hockey players. Damn. Yeah. The hockey girlies are being fed this summer. <laughs> I also, I don't think I've ever met a hot hockey player. That's what I'm saying. A lot of them don't have teams. Except for that one player on the Krakens who they're just like using for their TikToks. I feel so bad for that guy. <laughs> I saw that TikTok of like the hobby, hockey players humping the floor. Um, like they're like warming up. Have you seen it? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess I gotta go to a hockey game now, and I did. And <laughs> they're I really like catering towards book talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, hmm. it was very disappointing. I said that I would say the other person I want to read is uh, Sarah Blue. Um, she wrote "Charming Your Dad," and it, it's, okay. like, it's an ex-boyfriend's dad trope. And Your fave, mm-hmm. my fave. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today. We had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for having yes. me. Oh my god, of yes. course. Literally anytime. If you're ever yes. if you ever want to come back, we'd yeah. love when to When we have do the you, nodding but... episode, yeah. you're being first <laughs> Yeah, you'll, you'll you know. come back and you'll tell us what you've learned. You know? Oh you'll my god! It. Yeah, after you send me the image. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, we'll touch it, and then like all the people that are CC'd on the email will be like, "What 
what the fuck is this? Like, why are they sending this? We won't CC anybody else. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys check out the Stimulate website, stimulate.com, and also check out all their socials and StimulateCon. And like we mentioned earlier, the last day to buy tickets uh, July. is July 8th. So make sure you check that out. And what are the days of the convention again? August 18th and 19th. August 18th through 19th in Anaheim, California. So if you've been wanting to go to Disneyland and you also want to see some of your favorite romance authors, do both in the same weekend. Um, you will have a blast. And we're just so proud of like everything you've done with Stimulate Box. Um, congratulations. I can't wait to see like where this company goes <laughs> and all the new special editions you have coming out. Um, this was amazing. And for more Bring Your Own, you can follow us on Instagram at Bring Your Own Pod. This is so much fun. Thank yeah. you so much, Mel. This was amazing. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye.